Rob. In feed. Rough. Diamonds. Rough. In feed. Diamonds. Hello and welcome to Rough in the Diamonds, the show where we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We turn your world upside down. We look at the worst of the absolute best. I'm Nathan, and I'm joined by my adorable co-host, Dave. Hello, everyone. How's it going? I don't know about adorable, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, everyone? What are you up to, Dave? How are you feeling today? Are you psyched? Yeah, I am absolutely psyched to get into watching some complete and utter crap. (laughs) Yeah. Sarcasm, um, but no, no, we love what we do here. We love it. We love what we do. We don't necessarily love what we watch. Uh, some of these episodes are a delight, and some are the exact opposite. It might bring our listeners joy, but us not so much uh, to find ourselves watching some of the things that we put ourselves through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, guys, we do it for you. We do it for you, not for ourselves. And these are all... Amazing, amazing TV series, you know, award-winning, notable TV series that have a reputation for being good. Yeah. And I think a terrible episode is a fall from grace, and it just makes it that much worse. (laughs) Yeah, if it's like, because if you're watching maybe a bad episode from a series that is generally bad, it's not really... You know, it's all bad, right? But when it's yeah. like you're used to something so good, and then it's just um, they just miss the mark completely. Yeah, this isn't do? this isn't a bad movie review show. No, no. This is a show about the outliers in what yes. should be continuous, high quality content. Yes, um, shows that are normally just fantastic, but they just miss the mark. They drop the ball. <sighs> so with that, Dave. Why don't you tell us what you and I have been watching for this podcast episode? Okay, for th- this week's, today's episode is South Park, Season 10, Episode 5, A Million Little Fibers. Run, run, diamonds. Oh boy. Yep. Yep, we're doing this. We're doing it. It's not the first time we've watched something a little bit regrettable. Maybe I've said it before, but week to week, they are completely different topics, different issues, different problems, different outcomes. Yeah, it's maybe not necessarily the same kind of issues plaguing each episode, but more often than not, they have one thing in common. They're utter crap. (laughs) They're not all utter crap. That's that's fair. Last last week's Bojack Horseman was fantastic yes that was actually one of the ones i i really enjoyed that episode and i don't know for us how long a season lasts but i think it would be really nice for us at the end dave to do a review and kind of start to pin down the lessons learned from these different series and the lessons learned from these different episodes because i think by the end of whatever our season is maybe that's a year's worth that's 12 episodes Maybe by then, uh, I think we'll have the expertise that qualifies us to to give some formal input. Yeah, hopefully. I know uh, I, I didn't go to film school or anything, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but that doesn't mean you can't write a paper about exactly. rough in the diamonds, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. This is, this is my thesis. The, the podcast is my thesis. Just hand in your Spotify account. Yep. Here you go, Professor. Hand in this your Spotify my, link. This is a year's, a year's worth of work. <laughs> Can I have a PhD, please? <laughs> a million little fibers, Dave. Yep. This episode is... Uh, it is something mm, to behold. It is something to behold. Not in a good way. <laughs> Just in a... Oh, oh, okay. We're not backwards and coming forwards uh, when it comes to telling our listeners what we think about the episode at the very beginning. So this episode stars Tally. Yes, It doesn't Tally. star the main characters of the South Park franchise. Yeah. It is... A breakaway episode. So before we get down to business, Dave, why don't we share how much we know about the series South Park? It's pretty hard not to know about South Park and not well. Yeah. I think it's been a real instrumental part of pop culture for such a long time now. It really has, hasn't it? I mean, mm. um, I remember, you know... <laughs> Back back in the day when I wasn't wasn't allowed to watch you know dirty shows on TV, I'd like wait till mum and dad were out yeah, of the house and they'd stream too. South Park on the net. Good times. Oh, are you actually able to do that? I remember when it was only streamed on free to air TV. I don't even see. It's been so long. You don't stream TV <laughs> uh, when it yeah. was on TV, and it was something that was expressly forbidden in my household so yeah, i, I yeah. did i did catch a few here and there uh when i had the opportunity but it's only as i've got a bit older that i've been able to actually catch it uh, uh you might have full access here in australia there is a limited viewing on netflix i think because there are so many seasons at this point yeah um, um where i am I've, it's, I've only got from season 15 onwards so yeah, I think that's pretty much the same here. We have season one. Season two is just kind of a fill-in of the best of 14 seasons. Right. Uh, and then and then maybe it's 15. It, it sort of picks up again. Mm. Um, and what's kind of sad about being banned from it is I think there's a lot of incredibly good lessons that are actually taught yeah. out of this show. Surprisingly, man. And it's easy to look at it and say, oh, it's got rude language, it's got this and that, and, and I'm, I'm not discriminating against anyone who, who does that. You're obviously within your rights to do that. What challenges that viewpoint is just how good um, some of the other content is. And I'd, yeah. I'd say things like, for me, my favorite character in this show is, is Jimmy. And Jimmy is like, he's disabled, his legs don't work, he has a speech impediment, You'd look at this and say they're making fun of him, but he becomes the most heroic, most likable, most well-balanced character in this whole thing. And it really changes yeah. the way that you might perceive different members of society, let alone the lessons that the authors actually actually teach through this. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, I think, yeah. That's right, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah, and they do a really good job. One, one thing that South Park I've always liked about it is that they've always done... Just surprisingly good storytelling. Like, they'll be able to take this completely ridiculous, wacky theme, and then they'll play it out like it's ultra-serious. 
and you'll get really invested in it, and it's just really well done while you get laughs at the same time. But this episode here is is one that is not one of those episodes, unfortunately. And I'm sure we'll break it down in detail. It's challenging because it actually comes with the hallmarks of what makes South Park great. Yeah, but th- the way they did it was just not really... just wasn't all there. It, it really slips and falls as we go on. Bojack. Oh, yeah, Todd. About the contamination. Sorry. Contamination. Sorry. Contaminate. Sorry. Bojack. We're making meth here. If you say so. Yes, science! Sorry, but real horses don't just do whatever someone says. So I'd like to start from the beginning with this, if you'll indulge me, Dave, because as I watch the first scene... I'm filled with optimism about <laughs> about this episode. It's genuinely funny. I laughed out loud. It starts off in the Chinese restaurant. The waiter is so busy. He's just a random dude. He's not like one of the main characters. He can't keep up because the other waiter isn't carrying his weight. And it pans over and that character is Towley. For the uninitiated, Towley is literally a towel. He also is... A total pothead and in this case he's doing things really really slowly he's being rude to the customers and i i actually lost it because one of the first things that gets said he starts arguing with the customer and the customer goes you're a towel and tally turns back to him and says you're a towel <laughs> it's just dumb but it makes you laugh it's so it? dumb I, I watched this first episode and i'm like yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be solid. This this isn't gonna be bad at all. Yeah, and then Towley gets kicked out. He's fired from the restaurant where he works. And yeah, he's 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 also high, as one of the uh, waiters pointed out. He decides to turn his life around and start writing a book. But first, he gets a little high. At this point in the episode. Would you call this a good episode or a bad episode? So far, that's... Yeah, that was pretty good. It was a short little bit. Had a a few kind of little dumb but funny jokes. Yeah, it looks kind of promising. Would you say so far, so good? So far, so good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm in agreement. I'll I'll make a little dinging noise to go with that. So far, so good. After writing his memoirs, Tally takes them to a publisher, and the publisher just completely shuts him down, saying... This is interesting, but nobody wants to read your book because they're people and you're a towel. You're a towel. No. I'm a big book publisher. You're a towel. Well, yeah, but maybe people will read my memoirs and, like, apply its lessons to their own lives. No, they won't. Because they're people. And you're a towel. You're a towel. No. I'm a big book publisher who's not the least bit interested in your stony memoirs. You're a towel. Okay, at this point, if if our options are red light, green light, good, not good, how would you rate this at this point? It's still okay, I guess. I'm I'm a, I'm with you. It, I haven't laughed like this scene. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's just it's a short. Fun. It's it's going somewhere. Scene. Yeah, it appears still to be going, going somewhere. somewhere. Okay, cool. So. And so from there, he heads off. He has a lightning bolt of inspiration. And that is, he literally crosses out every word, towel, and replaces it with person. 
Yeah, what an absolute genius. He goes to another book publisher who says, I can't believe that a person went through this experience. And he's sitting there in his chair wearing like a, f- a hat and fake moustache. And the publisher asks him before, he's like, yeah, we, I'd love to go in, into business, but just one question. You're not a towel, are you? And then Tally answers with, if I was a towel, why would I be wearing this hat and fake moustache? I was kind of dumb, but got a bit of a giggle out of me. So, so at this point, still green light. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Still it's, green light. And I'm kind of hesitant to say what I would do. I didn't expect the story to kind of go this way. I thought maybe the whole episode would be about him pulling himself up by his bootstraps um, and applying himself to a task, but it's really raced ahead. And we're yeah, probably so. a quarter of the way through the episode, maybe? Yeah, like if even, if that. But the only thing that, again, concerns me is that you know, normally it'll be, you know, it'll cut to different characters, but still we've only really seen Towley and you haven't seen any of the main characters yet, so. It's not a spoiler to say this is a Towley-centric episode, but if there was yeah. going to be somebody else in this, they're going to have to show up kind of right now or not be participating in, in the main story. Yeah. And without any explanatory story, we, we see Towley, he's on Oprah. Oprah is interviewing Towley astonished that a person could have gone through the things that he's gone through and commits to making his book part of Oprah's book club, he's instantly famous. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that the writers kind of commit to the, the joke where everyone says that, you know, always says specifically, oh, how could a human being have gone through all this? Such a crazy life that a human being has lived. 100%. Literally rags to riches, Tally is now very wealthy. But. But. But, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) During Oprah's interview, the camera pans in on her crotchal region, and you hear Oprah's minge having a whinge (laughs) that he hasn't been given enough attention. Yeah, and it's in, like, this, you know thick british accent kind of Mm. she hasn't 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 given me any attention in years all she does is work 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 exactly right for me this is where the story falls off a cliff yeah i mean like because naturally south park never shies away from doing risque or, you know, intentionally just super crass stuff. So this is kind of in line for what they do. Um, you know, at first I was like, okay, this is weird, but let's see where this goes. Yeah. So I was still kind of like, okay, this is weird, but it could could be worse. It could be worse, right? Yeah, it's, it's, <sighs> it's South Park. They're going to rescue it from here. It can't be as terrible as I, th- I think this sort of joke will be. Yeah. The main characters haven't showed up yet, so by this point you can kind of assume that you're not going to see them, which is kind Mm. of a big red light for me, because even though South Park does also have some strong supporting characters, even those supporting characters aren't in there. Towley was just a guy who showed up in one episode, and even then, during that episode, everyone got kind of sick of Towley, because it was just annoying. Yeah, like that was the joke. Yeah, and everyone was just 
kind of sick of him because he didn't know what he was doing because it was high all the time and he had no idea where he was, that sort of thing. And maybe that could have worked if this was like a B story. Exactly, I was thinking the same. And there was still the, the normal kids around. They would have seen through the fact that he's a towel and none of the adults have picked up on yeah. the obvious fact. That That is such a South Park thing that's and that's really exactly what I was, what I was anticipating. Expecting. That, that's how it always goes. Like, you know, some some big thing will happen with a celebrity or something who's very obviously lying. The boys will see, see right through it, but everyone else is fooled. And then it's usually an uphill battle of them trying to get the truth out. And then it comes out in some weird way. This wasn't like our review of Stranger Things, The Lost Sister, where you did see the main cast and it was very clearly because it was part of their contract that they had to be in every single episode. Yeah. These voices are done by the same guys. There's nothing stopping them from putting any character in at any time. That's true, yeah. There's no writer's strike or actor's strike or anything that would have held that up. This was a conscious decision to do it this way. And occasionally they have done one-off episodes and they've been met with success. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I've seen ones where... You know, the boys might only barely be in the episode and it'll be focused on someone else, but those have had a pretty good story and have, you know, gotten some good laughs out of me, so. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't disqualify it from being a good story and it doesn't disqualify their inventiveness from being really interesting and and compelling television. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What instantly stuck out to me is that the shots just stayed on Oprah and you would literally have this scene of just Oprah's parted legs She's obviously wearing her pants for people who haven't watched this episode, but it wouldn't even move. It was like a really cheap early anime that you might watch where they've just recycled the same frame or had almost no movement in the frame. This was literally just a voiceover over a single image. I can't imagine the sort of hurry that they must have been in for them to actually think that it was okay to have so little action and such a disinteresting thing actually happening in their episode. Yeah, just a weird thing. In our episode of BoJack, Fish Out of Water, the writers use this as a real opportunity to do tons and tons of gags, sight-driven gags, where their main character couldn't speak. Something that they did really well in that episode and the series as a whole. And they kind of took something away, but they gave us something really different. And that's what made it interesting and expressive on top of what was already a really good story. Whereas here, they took away characterization storytelling. And they also took away the graphics of the thing by having these just massive frames of Oprah's crotch. I understand how you could have a teenage giggle at making something like that that you'd have people around the world sitting in their living room staring at Oprah's crotch. Like, I get that. That's that's really great 16-year-old humour. Like, it, it, it is. But it that's gets a, old really quick. But when, you're off, when you're sitting down to watch a good piece of television because there's a finite amount of hours in the day, that's not good. No. The Minge calls the media and alerts them to the fact that Towley is, in fact, a towel. Yes, this is all for their for his master plan that 
if he can get Oprah fired by discrediting her, then she'll give them more attention. So this is kind of their master plan. To get Oprah fired somehow. Uh, yeah. Towley is on Larry King's show where he is outed as a towel and is racist as well on the TV. Yeah. For some reason, this is supposed to reflect really badly on Oprah because she was supportive of him. I didn't yeah. really see the correlation there. Yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this episode as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. It was just, whatever. <laughs> at, at this point, I'd, I'd kind of given up on it seeing the main characters that's when i kind of realize oh this episode's not so great tell is then to go back on oprah part of oprah's oprah's plan uh on on sort of the premise that changing facts to help people is okay he gets high again and heads on the oprah show and it makes me wonder and i'll bring this up again when we get to the end what the actual point of this episode is what the moral of this episode is supposed to be because people are so angry about this that he lied about being a towel. And there's a comment made that, like, a guy stops smoking because of that story. How dare you lie to me? Your book got me to give up alcohol, but I thought you were a person. Yeah, we want our money back, you dumb towel. Is the point of this episode that we're really flippant to the media and that one failure means that we drag them and overreact yeah i mean that is i guess that's the point you could take her from it i'm not sure if that's the point they were getting at i mean i'll be honest i'm not sure if there's any point that they were getting at in this episode and sometimes they do that sometimes they'll have episodes that don't really have a moral but at least they were like entertaining or funny you would expect there to be you could conduct some sort of literary investigation and and this is all I've got up to this point in the story. There's a couple of not good jokes. There's a couple of really crass jokes. It's just a series of things. Yeah. It goes no deeper than that. I get that the joke is that he's a talent, not a person, but there's no human element here at all. Yeah, not at all. Not a scrap. Not even a fibre. Rough in the Diamonds is very kindly brought to you by our sponsor, Switchnode. Switchnode are the leaders in telecommunications. They give amazing service for business internets and phones. If you're running a business in Australia, then please support our sponsors who do so much to support us. For more information, visit switchnode.com.au. Oprah takes a surprise twist and starts yelling at Towley and encourage everyone to join in with a lynch mob. This audience ready for a good old-fashioned lynching? Yeah! Which yeah. is, which is that, kind that of was, funny. That was kind of funny. It's, it's, it, that's quite South Park. That's a twist that I'd sort of expect yeah. to happen in a story like that. Exactly. And then she says, yeah, you'll find, you'll find your very own torches under all your seats. So everyone just whips out their torches. That's funny. That was I'm good. I'm not laughing, like that. but that's funny. Oh, the clever cow. The lynch mob chases Tally, and then surprise twist, Dave. Her minge has a gun. Oh, where did he get that from? But he has a gun somehow. And so he ends up being this kind of hostage standoff situation. He's, he's holding these people hostages outside a bank 
because that's where they happen to be at the time. Um, and he shoots a cop. Yeah, he shoots a cop. He, in his moment of sobriety, figures out how to use his capacity as a towel, being that he's very thin and he can slide under the, gr- the glass sliding doors of the bank to release the hostages. Yeah, and to let them escape inside the bank. That that was that was kind of funny that it, you know it's normally the other way around hostages inside a bank. Yeah, sort of I thing. noticed that. that. I think that there was, was kind of subtle. That was kind of smart, subtle humor there. Yeah, that it's was unfortunate good. we have to dig so deep to find something. Yeah, that maybe doesn't even make us smile. It was just oh, you know, that was kind of a good nod, but you know, normally in a story like this, this is the point where you would realize that they had taken for granted who they were as a person and that they actually had a set of abilities that were unique and useful and powerful all along. In this case, the fact that he was a towel yeah, gave him the capability to actually be a good person and rescue the hostages. But there's yeah. no focus on that whatsoever. No, it's just a thing that happens. Mm, you could maybe argue that the minge and the arsehole have character development i don't think we actually mentioned that the asshole is a character alongside the minge yes his name is gary apparently gary and minji yep and apparently gary really wants to go to paris so during this whole standoff situation after pulling a gun he's just like yeah we want to want to get a chopper to take us to the airport with a plane ready to fly us to paris but by this point tally's managed to evacuate the hostages back inside the bank as we said earlier and a sniper takes out Oprah's Gary. And at first, um, the minge is just like, oh, how you missed. You missed. And then comes the realisation. That his best friend is gone. I, I, I'm hesitant to say the camera pans up, but the, the screen shows Oprah's face then as Minji commits suicide. And he blames Oprah for all of his life problems. And that's the end of the story. And scene. They say very clearly Oprah will be okay. Oprah's going to be okay. Wish I could say the same for her vagina and asshole. At that point, there are poop, splooge, and vomit jokes. Yep. Which is, again, that's kind of the norm for South Park, but you felt like they were just kind of thrown in there. I didn't didn't laugh at them. I got the jokes, but, you know, whatever. At this point, Tally says no to drugs. He says that drugs had only got him in trouble thus far. And then I thought again, I wonder if that's the moral of this story. Is it as... Yeah. These guys normally have deep, personally challenging messages. Is the moral of the story, don't do drugs. At the same time, it was getting high that actually gave him the inspiration to write the story, at which point he became filthy rich yeah so it didn't all go wrong for him exactly uh maybe the moral of this story is you have to listen to your body otherwise it will hurt you that's also a stretch (laughs) i mean then oh man so it's got the classic scene of you know the cops there you know they've got tallied there and he's wrapped funnily enough in another towel and they've given him the coffee and they're saying and the hostages he rescued were like that's a great idea you had to sneak the hostages inside the bank. Yeah, it sure was. We're sorry we tried to burn you and murder you before. That, that was okay. And then Tally's says, 
I learned that I shouldn't get high to come up with ideas. I should come up with ideas and then get high to reward myself. So the actual, actual true lesson that they're trying to impart, at least tongue-in-cheek, is that you should get high as a reward and not just to have fun. Sure. Why not? And I mean, I'm having to squint to see it. Maybe it is a yeah, genuine lesson. Really Don't hard. waste your life with pot. Use it for a reward recreationally. Yeah, let's just go with that. That's something we can get out of this at least. Despite being called a million little fibers, the, that's the problem. There's no, there's no solid thread that you can actually be invested in. Minji and Gary had an important part of the story, but it wasn't engaging. It was single frame. Towley was a mess and had no real lessons to learn. Oprah didn't really do all that much except be responsive to some pressures and then be powerless when Minji had a gun. Yeah. It has the hallmarks of a good South Park episode. You can see the the flavor maybe of of what it takes to write that good satirical South Park where you're looking at the world the wrong way on purpose. And I don't know about you, Dave, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say because I could probably see this being written on paper and someone saying, oh, yeah, there's some there's some really funny jokes in this because of that upside-down way of viewing the world, that, in, that left-field way of thinking that makes South Park funny. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm asking is, what do you think they were thinking when they wrote this? Like I said, I could see that kind of um like essences or you know little bits and pieces of what normally makes south park funny they have um you know celebrities acting in crazy ways or like really exaggerated it just didn't really work to make an intriguing story and again as we said earlier the, the main characters weren't even in it maybe if they were involved somehow like it could have i think it could have been stronger i guess we'll never know it really seems like they got high and punched this out in a day. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. If you're watching through South Park, would you watch this episode again? Definitely no. I mean, I remember at the time when I was just watching through South Park, not not too long ago, actually, a few months ago, I remember watching the first few minutes of the episode and seeing Towley and just thinking, oh, no thanks, I don't want to watch this. I don't think we have any episodes in our arsenal that you can kind of compare to this, except perhaps the yeah. Stranger Things episode. Even then, though, it had, like, Elle as a main character, and she was a, a Established good too. and interesting. Yeah, so even though it was kind of, you know, out of the way and wasn't really related to the story, at least it had one of the main characters in it. And I appreciate that we're talking about South Park and you're not meant to dig into it like this. Yeah. It would be satirical about people like us that are trying to apply some sort of literary theory yeah, to what they're doing. Deeper understanding to South Park. It challenges me as the person that edits this show. Because normally when you do an episode, it supplies you with interesting anecdotal things that we can use in our drops and our interstitials and have some fun with. And this thing is a barren wasteland <laughs> of storytelling. Yeah, that was just... <laughs> it wasn't funny. 
I mean, at first it was, you know, hopeful, but then he lost all that hope within about five minutes, so. It's a way of being smug and superior. They're ignorant. Stupid and narcissistic. He's pushed it too far this time, man. They learned nothing. Self-righteous life forms were eager to prosecute, to judge anything they don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. What? What? What did you say? What the? Sorry? What? Ah. Okay, Dave, at this part in our podcast episode, we look completely in isolation, putting away anything else we've ever seen of the TV series, as if we'd only seen this single episode, and we give our views on what the series must be like. So having watched South Park A Million Little Fibers, what do you think the rest of the show called South Park must be about? Given the first scene was with uh, Towley in a restaurant and then him getting fired, like I would assume it's about Towley. He's the protagonist, the bumbling guy who likes to get high and uh, but is not really likable at all. So it questions his value. I question his value as a protagonist in the first place. But yeah, him getting up to various shenanigans and somehow getting through it, getting high. My assessment of the show is that it must be one of those individual clip shows because there's no depth to the character for Tally to be the main character again next week. Exactly, because even with those shows, or at least with most shows that establish you know, the character, in the first episode they usually manage to show us a bit more in depth about the character themselves, like you know, the things they dislike and like, things that they're, they're dreaming for, I guess, or their values, some, some set of values, but he's just a towel who gets high and that, that's his character. It makes it incredibly challenging to see what the show is about. This show has to be a series of week-by-week week sort of clip shows because there's no way that Tally could be an interesting character going forward. I'd also say that this show is a pilot that got cancelled and never made it past one episode because if you made something like this and tried to show it to a TV company it would just get slammed. Yeah, I agree. And that's what South Park is about. So Dave, what do you think we should watch for our next episode? Well, the last episode or two have been animation, so let's go back to mm. some live action where the stakes are high in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 4, Episode 5, Beer Bad. Ooh, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Sounds, yeah, good. We'll leave that in quotation marks there, good. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Nathan, and you can contact me on Twitter at GoodJibesOnly. And I'm David, and you can contact me at Rough in the Diamonds Memes on Facebook and Instagram. Love the Facebook page. Oh, There's a special you, thank you. There's a special thank you on the audio to Scott Buckley and to Headshot to the Heart. And as always, a special thanks to our sponsors, Switchnode. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>